Welcome to the High Energy Ballers Podcast with Eric DeJohn. Designed to inspire, motivate, and take your game and life to the next level. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform. And as always, bring the energy. Welcome to another episode of High Energy Ballers. I've got a dude by the name of Ali Hasib as the guest today. Ali, how's it going, my brother? Doing well, brother. How about yourself? Man, if I was any better, I'd be twins. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Ali is is a beast, um, and he owns Principles. So they do they do marketing. He's in the real estate business. He's wrote a book. He's done. He's you know in the works of a course right now. So um, the dude is a freak, and I want to bring him on to to uh, talk a little bit about you know just his. His uh, businesses, his perspective, and everything, I think a lot of people will definitely get a lot out of it. By the way, why do they call you Ali the Architect? What's that all about? Uh, branding architect. So I like structuring businesses. Uh, before, before I got into entrepreneurship, I was in corporate America, and mm-hmm. the doctors gave me – I used to work in healthcare. So the okay. doctors gave me uh, that title because I was the ones developing the software, the EMRs, and then uh, – after I, I showed strengths in that, my, the CEO of the company put me in operations and I built out an operations game plan. Uh, and I scaled his company in three years. He made $53 million based on my model. Damn. Then, uh, what was so he doing before? Said, uh, seven million, eight million. Seven, eight million. So you fucking basically six X this company. Well, the reason being is because uh, there was one project that he had, uh, he had file cabinets in his businesses. So in, in, in mm-hmm. healthcare field, you got to, you got to hold patient files for seven years or eight years, something like that. Right. right. Um, there's like a, a certain threshold. you got to keep patient files on a site. And right. so he was really old school. He had billboards. Uh, he paid 5k a month for billboards for each of his facility and old school marketing tactics. So when I came in, I was the youngest person in the company and I just went through and like demolished all his old strategy and created a new one. Uh, instead of billboards, I had him do Facebook ads. Instead of the mm-hmm. file cabinets and him, you know, searching for space to put files, we uh, transferred to an EMR system, electronic medical record system. So he cleared up uh, two more rooms per facility where he had more patients come through. Um, and he was just automated and digitized everything. So um, they were like, oh, man, he's like a little architect. So there was one doctor he, that, that kind of called me that. And then it just stuck. So I liked it. Ali the architect. The brand architect. So yeah. That's fucking sweet, dude. So you came in and you're like, nah, bro, I can help you grow this by doing these marketing strategies. Well, see, he, he, was, a, he was a physician, so he knew, yeah. he knew, he was book smart. Uh, yeah. He knew business, big business, but he didn't know anything to do with technology. I gotcha. Dude, market, marketers are a dime a dozen. You know what I'm saying? It's, that's, it's, you know, if you can find a good one, then you want to fucking blow it up, you know, because at the end of the day, that's, that's what it's all about. I mean, you can be you can be an unbelievable salesman, but if you if you don't know how to market, if you're not getting leads coming in, if you're not using the proper techniques on growing the brand or figuring out ways to to get clients, then it doesn't matter how good of a salesman you are. You know what I mean? So absolutely, and you know, there's a lot of marketers out there, but in order to find the you know the right one, you got to have that that value based product or service, mm-hmm. and then have the right price point, and then you know have a lead generation uh, like a cycle uh, that kind of uh, we call it conveyor belt that, you know, you have leads coming in, you got the branding, you got the marketing, you got consistent value-based videos, whatever kind of content strategy you have. And then you have the leads coming in, then you have to have the business processes 
uh, systemized so you can close those leads and then fulfill those leads. And, you know, we kind of learned that through the different projects that we've been doing. Mm -hmm. how, how long have you been doing this for? Like how long, like when did you start learning this and, or, or, or like, has it always come this naturally for you or? Oh no, man, this was a lot of trial and error. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was in a uh, I was in a business fraternity during college. So unlike a lot of entrepreneurs, I actually did go to college. I, I got two degrees. Where'd you go? Where'd you go to college? Uh, UT San Antonio for my uh, business degree and UT Austin for my communications degree. Gotcha. Did you learn anything that you went to school for? Do you feel like you actually put that into practice or implemented it? The way I actually learned it was through my business fraternity, which was like a student mm -hmm. organization. Think about a fraternity, but think about like a business organization. So collab the two and... Uh, we had to put on networking events. We had to go and, you know, do interview processes and create a clothing line. We could do fundraising. So in-person sales, like there was a bunch of shit that I learned. And then the power of, you know, being a self-learner, uh, the word was autodidactic, being a self-learner, self-taught. So instead of you, you know, a lot of times, like, in, especially in now in the present day in the digital world, um, in the world of technology, you know, you got TikTok and all these different uh, social media platforms. When you ask somebody something, when you ask a younger kid and they're like, I don't know, instead of just pulling your phone out and going to look it up where it takes you five seconds, you know, everything, everything is the power of, you know, the world is at the finger, fingertips. So, you know, we keep technology, but people want to not use it properly, whether it's like Netflix, you know, just chilling, watching Netflix as opposed to watching, you know, educational videos or utilizing uh, the internet to chat, you know, or do all this random shit instead of using it to better yourself. So I learned how to, I learned how to learn. Let's put it that way. And yeah. from then, right, you know, all the, all the, the, your generic entrepreneur story, read all the books, think and grow rich, how to win friends and influence people, the secret yeah. kind of went in the rabbit hole and yeah. then started networking and, you know, trying different businesses out Had two failed projects, uh, business partners that scammed me bunch of shit. Yeah. And then it got us to this point where I quit corporate America. And I went all in, like I literally yeah. went, went all in, oh, yeah. I got tatted on me. I was like, I'm doing this, you know, I'm doing, I'm going to go all in. So yeah, yeah. That, that got me a lot of mistakes, a lot of trials, uh, tribulations, uh, a lot of self-belief, uh, you know, eliminating ne negative self-talk. Anybody who didn't believe in me had to go. So, you know, closing my circle, getting my habits in order. And you know, I quit drinking, I quit smoking, mm -hmm. um, literally locked in business. And so yeah. this, this November actually, yeah. In three weeks will be my first full year of entrepreneurship. Nice, bro. And how did it go? Amazing, bro. Like I said, I, we, we worked, uh, I worked in corporate America. I made somebody else millions of dollars and I only got a salary. Yeah. And when I went all after meeting, uh, then that bad business partnership happened where I had to go back to corporate America, start all over. Yeah. Through that, I met my business partner, Sean. Uh, he's yeah. not here right now, but uh, uh, we met and we pretty much joined forces from his experience and my experience and our visions collide, uh, uh, pretty much collided. And we were like, all right, what, you know, what, what are we going to name the company? And so we actually named it Principles after reading Ray Dalio's book, Principles. Um, and then we had the same principles, values, vision, work ethic. Like, everything was the same. So we're like, let's name it Principles and go from there. And so from there, we created the digital marketing company, started with a small client, started scaling up, created the high ticket offers after we got our portfolio put the right team members in place, put the right strategic partners in place and really delivered value, really focused on our craft. And then from there, you know, we wrote this book uh, about personal development because we both love reading. Mm -hmm. And then from there, the course is coming out. We actually just got a, 
We actually just got a yacht in Miami too. So we got to charter our business uh, in cool. Miami Vice uh, Marina. So if you're ever in Miami, let us know. I'll, I'll be there now whenever you're there. There you go. I'm going back in, I'm going back in mid-December. So we'll meet you. We'll meet you there. Oh yeah, bro. Is it, so it's your yacht or what do you mean by yeah, yacht? Yeah, me, me, my business partner and his brother. That's dope. So anything that me and, me and Sean do, it's, it's as, as principles. So we come as one unit. So it's principles 50% and his brother 50%. That's awesome, bro. I love me a nice yacht. Haven't been on one in a bit, but could definitely go. Yeah, on this one, one is a nice one, man. 40, 46 feet, two right. bedrooms. Like, it's I cool, know. man. It's the first one, so we're just going to keep adding to the fleet. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And we're chartering it out, so it makes his money back. Right, right, right. You guys, you think you're ever going to do events on there or anything? I mean, that'd be... Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, right now, the COVID laws, you can only have 12 people, but we are, we've already thrown two networking events on there. Like oh, yeah. content, content events, like we had four or five business partners come out, and you know we brought a crew. Uh, you know, had a um, bartender mm -hmm. stuff like that. You know, DJing on there, and so we just threw a little party and little content shoot, drone shots and stuff. With and you could only have twelve people. That's the COVID limits right now. COVID limit, shit. Well, dude, that's still dope as hell. Fuck, that sounds like a good ass time. Yeah, man. Uh, absolutely. Whenever you're there, even if I'm not there, you can still go and check it out. All right. I'll, I'll take your word for it. For sure. So you, you, you learned a lot from books. What's, what's the book? You, you brought up a few that I really like, Think and Grow Rich and uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. What, are the, what, what books do you, would you say you read and you implemented those practices and, and it turned your freaking life or your business around? So first and foremost, I, I fell in love with reading after like shifting my paradigm to figure out that someone else that's went through all these trials and tribulations and mistakes and you know they have a higher understanding um than i do and they've mm -hmm. been through bigger you know bigger obstacles and they've executed on bigger projects so why would i wait to make that mistake when i can just read that book and learn from them right yeah. so i really really fell in love with reading even to a point where i have a system for everything right like i don't listen to music uh i don't, I don't listen to music six days a week in the gym in the commutes i only listen to audiobooks I've spent like four or $5,000 on Audible because I only listen to audiobooks at 1.5 speed or SoundCloud or go to YouTube and yeah. download yeah. the music and, and download it as an MP3 file, put it on my phone and listen to it as a, you know, as a song, right? So the books that really, really made an impact, I mean, there's 50, 60 I can name that everyone must read, right? But obviously my all-time favorite, Thinking Grow Rich, uh, The Secret, I would highly recommend reading Create Your Frequency. That's the book we wrote. You know, how to, Boom. Uh, the tagline is um, creating a lifestyle. What's that about? Lifestyle that creates ripples in your mind, body, and business. I love it. When, when did you guys release the book and what's it about? March 1st. March 1st was the launch day. Uh, in about two months, we became bestsellers on Amazon uh, in like three different categories. It was cool. So the book is about your mind, body, and business and how to raise your vibration in all three of those. We talked about the mind. So we go into like books like Think and Grow Rich and uh, The Secret and How to Win Friends and like talk about, you know, the mindset, the growth, you know, it's sh shifting from a, sh uh, a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. Then talking about, you know, uh, reprogramming your brain to look for the positive, uh, reprogramming your brain to literally, you know, learn how to learn. Uh, and then we talk about the body. So all the stuff you put in your body, uh, you know, the food you eat, you know, whether what kind of drugs or alcohol you're doing, that's why we cut everything out. Mm -hmm. um, even the music you listen to, the information you listen to, um, you got to be very careful 
um, because you absorb that and it goes to your subconscious and you start, you know, the subconscious creates your conscious habits and then that creates your routines and then you're all sorts of messed up, right? So mm-hmm. we talked about all that. Then it goes to your business. Talked about structuring business, uh, systemizing, automating, uh, learning different types of, uh, you know, streams of incomes. And, you know, so the whole, the book is a journey. It's a very easy read, 180 pages, 160 pages. Uh, it's 180 with the, the notes section and stuff. So it goes through a whole process, lays out a format for you to follow, very easy steps, you know, how to use a planner, um, how to create a routine, morning routine, movement type deal. So a bunch of stuff, man. And we wrote it based on the stuff we learned from the other books. But to answer the rest of your question, compound effect, way of the superior man, uh, limitless, Jim Quick, like, hmm. um, I mean, I, I, can, I can go on and on. Peter, anything by Peter Drucker, Grant Cardone, you know, yeah. so we read all day, bro. Um, I have... I have a bunch of books right behind this computer um, and then my whole shelf is full. So, um, oh, I got, I got tats of a book too. So like, I really love reading. Hell yeah, dude. That's something I've, I've grown to, uh, to learn to love is, is reading. Cause before I was like, I've, I have the worst ADD in the world. And so I've never been able to read shit, but I, uh, mainly just loved audible. Right. But then recently one of my buddies within the last year, he convinced me to just start, he's like, dude, you gotta fucking read. Like there's a huge difference between listening to it and actually reading it and underlining, underlining it or highlighting it. It just, it sticks in you. It sticks with you so much better and and so much quicker. And so I took his word for it. and, And now I read every single day, every morning, you know, um, instead of, I, I listen to audible right at the gym and shit, but then when I get home, I always make sure that I read because it make it, it actually, it actually does go into your mind a lot quicker. And you have that, you have that, you know, that thought of it's on your, it's on your conscious, right. Instead of when you hear it, you know, I, I think of like, when I, I can listen to something and then it just, you know, I'm daydreaming. I'm thinking about a million different things and I'm like, Oh fuck, what did he just say? Right. But when you read it, you're kind of like locked in and, and you're, you know, underlining it. Right. So it, it's allowed me to notice a big difference and actually the amount of information I'm learning and being able to apply it. Absolutely. Hey, here's the thing, right? Some people, you got to figure out, and the book talks about this, uh, create your frequency. You got to figure out what kind of learner you are. Mm-hmm. You um, are a kinesthetic learner. You got to be doing something uh, to actually doing it, physically doing it. Some people are auditory learners. Like that's mm-hmm. why they're good at you know school because they can just listen to a teacher talking and they're like, all right, I got it you know, they have to be taught that way. Some people are visual, they have to see it. That or, you know, some people have to do it physically if you're teaching a skill set like graphic design. You can tell me about graphic design. You can tell a student, all right, you know, get this cropping tool, uh, pull it up, put the layers up. I mean, it's not gonna make sense. You gotta physically do it, you know? Mm-hmm. You know like a car, uh, in, in, like a mechanic. You can tell him all you want. He has to physically work on a car, learn from experiences and mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. But like you, once you figure out what kind of learner you are, it's way easier because some people can't read, they can't focus, but they can listen all day. And some people can't listen, they can read all day, but that's why I try to do both. You know, you, you got to try to do things that you're not really, your body's not really comfortable with. You know, you can talk about like cold showers and, you know, shock therapy and cryo and all this shit, right? But um, you got to do these things that your body's not familiar with. So that's, that's what we're doing. We're testing different things. So I'll, I'll read three books at once. So I'll have Audible going, you know, during the gym. Then I'll read one physically at night before bed. And then I'll read one during my morning routine. Three different, completely different books. And I'll try to retain all of it, you know, and apply all of it. Yeah. Like, you know, people say like, oh, it's, 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 it's stupid to read a lot of books. Just uh, focus on three. 
like great, but I like filling my mind with practical information that I can pull from, you know? Because right, right, right. most of your self-development books talk about the same shit, you know? It's not yep. like any new information here, you know? You might, you might uh, lay it out differently so it clicks in your yeah. head. They all yeah. say the same shit, just in a different way of saying it. Exactly. So it's like, what? It's up to you. Are, are you gonna apply it or not? Yeah. No, that's. I, I was talking about this in my podcast earlier this week. Was, you know, the dumbest thing people can do is just read to make themselves feel good about about what they're doing. But if you don't actually apply it, it's it's just like a fucking waste of time. You know. Absolutely. So actually applying. Uh, I forget. I think Maxwell says this. Knowledge is only potential power. You know, we're taught growing up, knowledge is power. But nobody ever told us that we actually had to apply what we were learning. It was just, you know, get the knowledge, get the information. But what's it? What's what do you do with it? Yeah, what's that if you don't actually do anything with it, right? Correct. Yeah. So what's, um, what, what's, what's your guys, so you're coming out with a course here in a few weeks, right? You said? Mm-hmm. So what's this course all about? give you a backstory. Hey, these are great questions, by the way, you got me, got me talking and excited. So, um, the VA formula, that's what the course is called the virtual assistant formula. Uh, we figured out how to utilize outsourced talent plus technology, combining the two to automate and systemize your businesses. Right. So Mm -hmm. we we applied it with ourselves and then we applied it for all the 30 to 40 different clients and friends and strategic partners and Mm -hmm. it worked. And then we had, you know, the, the case study of our client making almost a million dollars. Mm-hmm. of the course so the way it works is uh you're utilizing uh, you need to create standard operating procedures for your business i uh, started out with a digital agency we've done real estate we've done e-commerce it's just pretty much systemizing your business so you do not work on the business eric has 10 other things to do he can't be stuck doing captions for social media or that da- da- uh, data entry for his real estate business or cold calling for his customer support for his e-commerce. He can't be doing these things because he has to focus on, you know, $20,000 clients that he has to worry about and, you know, put his energy towards that. So he doesn't have time for these tasks that could be done, um, you know, by somebody else. So you systemize a process where you can do that. You have to work on the business and not in the business. And how do you use that? How do you do that? You use technology and uh, outsource talent because there's a lot of people all over the world that are super talented, super loyal, uh, very easy to uh, mentor and yeah. you plug them into your business and systemize the process. So you step back and let that process run itself. Give me an example, social media, our, 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 our conversation. I didn't book the call with you. My assistant did my lead generator assistant. She saw your profile. You saw my profile, we started a conversation and we, uh, we booked a call and she's like, Hey, you have a podcast this morning. I was like, cool, done. That's one process. Uh, social media content. I have a designer that designs the, I do a video shoot or photo shoot. I have a graphic designer uh, design my content because he already knows what I'm looking for. And I have a uh, assistant that uh, uploads it to the queue and everything mm-hmm. is kind of scheduled out. So that's another uh, system. Researching, um, booking my flights, um, cold calling. I don't want to sit there and do 500 cold calls in the day. So I'll get someone that can speak English and Spanish doing cold calling for me. Mm-hmm. All these different processes can be uh, automated utilizing people all over the world. You have people that, you know, in Mexico, uh, in India, Pakistan, Europe, Australia, and then especially the Philippines. Um, Philippines is where more than half our team is and they're freaking amazing. And then mm-hmm. there's a time zone difference of 12, 12 and a half hours. Yep. So 
they can literally up invert their schedule. So my, my half my team sleeps during the Philippines daytime and is up during the nighttime so they can uh, replicate my schedule. Right. And then now we have, you know, consistent, uh, yeah. you know, pretty much fulfillment 24 hours. Right. Yeah. That's huge. So you're, you're basically allowing yourself and your team members to focus on what you're best at, which is generating revenue and, and moving the business forward and not working on the tedious dumb shit that you can just outsource to people. Well, who it's not dumb. It's just as important, but it's, right, right, right. but, but not for you is what I meant. Like it's, it's dumb for you to be doing, right? So that's why you have yeah, to It's not good for the business if I'm sitting here doing something for six hours. I'll right. give you an example. Design. I, I, I'm a designer and a developer, right? Um, I'm self-taught, not an expert, but I, I'm pretty proficient. You know, that's how I started freelance. So why would I design, why would I spend designing or developing someone, something mm -hmm. that takes me four hours using the tools mm -hmm. but someone else can do it in 20 minutes? Yeah, 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 you wouldn't. Exactly. So now I have someone else do that. I'll get the client uh, pipeline going. They'll fulfill. And then I can focus on giving value other places. And then obviously that's one business. Second business, I can go and get a yacht and be on a yacht and, you know, do networking events while my business runs itself. I'm not sitting in front of the computer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which don't get me wrong. I'm on the computer 12, 13 hours a day, but that's because I choose to be, you know, I yeah. want to grow this thing to an empire, you know? You've got a long-term vision. So that's why you're doing it. One year in, man, give us five more years. That's the goal. Yeah, yeah absolutely. What is, what is the goal for your guys' business in the next five years? Uh, oh, next five years, man. Get, get uh, Principles Creative Studio to, you know, seven figures a month, designing and branding the top-tier talent, influencers, info products, just, you know, finding the best clients and delivering the most value. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm actually building a big-ass app uh, for the Miami luxury, uh, luxury rental space. Okay. Then, um, I want to ride. What do you mean by that for the Miami luxury space in terms so of, you got a yacht. And so yeah. we've been, you know, doing the whole yacht thing once a month, exotic yeah. cars, uh, you know, sections or whatever. So yeah. I'm building a platform where we have a central location to book experiences when you go to Miami. That's huge. Yeah. Have you guys lost actually, it? Yet, I actually got a badass domain, which, all right, um, we, we bought MiamiBookings.com. So now I'm building a whole platform, Miami Bookings, anything luxury in Miami, we're going to be building the platform for that. And I got a badass, I got a badass partners in Miami, uh, Miami Labs, uh, Roy Taylor, he does app development. I got Robert Miller, I was telling you about work with Grant Cardone, he does advertising. So we got a one-stop shop for branding, marketing, advertising, and I do operations and systemizing everything. So we got the branding we got the marketing we got the development we got the automation so literally like one stop shop for digital right so pretty much any do you guys work with anybody from any industry or do, uh, it depends we have criteria but we've done every industry we've done like 20 something industries think about it man real estate yeah. restaurants barbers um e-commerce um yeah. everything uh, yeah. but we have criteria now that we try to work with a specific type of client yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, because I was going to, my next question was going to be, does that, do you feel like that interferes with your ability to, to operate at the highest level, it, to, to like spread yourself across so many different industries? Yes and no, but let me tell you why. So we want to have the ideal client because we don't want to be like accessible to everyone, right? We don't want to try to deliver for everyone, and really do minimal work. I'd rather niche down and get like four or five dope ass clients. Mm -hmm. I'd rather have four quarters and a hundred pennies. I don't want a shitload of clients. I'd rather have few that can really, really dive deep. Cause now we added video production. 
So yeah. now we go out and shoot for the client. We shoot the content we want. At first we were like, hey, you got to shoot this content. Give us the raws and we'll create the brand out of it, right? The branding, the look, the feel, the Instagram page, LinkedIn, all, all the articles, all that, right? But now we're going to do it ourselves. So now I have a production team. We got two videographers, a photographer, all the equipment. And we go out wherever they are. Mm-hmm. So we're going to Houston next week, going to Vegas the week after. End of the month, we're going to Cali and then Miami in mid-December. So we're going to go out and shoot content. I try to do my like multi, multi uh, faceted trips. So I'm going to go do a networking event there, mm-hmm. shoot for the client, meet one of the clients, you know, to make sure his project is done. So uh, right. it changes the game when you can do that. Yeah, that's huge, man. That's, that's incredible. I mean, fuck, that's, I love to hear, I love to hear people doing big things like that, especially you're saying you came from the corporate world and then now you've been, you, you said you, you went all in. So that was, so, so anybody who's, in the corporate world, right? Because there's a lot of people who are, but they don't want to be. Um, what would you say? And you're, and, and just so you guys know, Ali actually transitioned out of that, right? So, Ali, what would you say? What's your best piece of advice for somebody who is in the corporate world, but they're like, "This is some bullshit," and you know that they want to go do their own thing? What's the one thing, or many things, that you would tell them? Okay, so first, uh, it's kind of like Grant Cardone's strategy, right? Milk your job. Make sure you're doing the best that you can at that job, making as much money as you can. So that let's just say it's a sales role. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're getting all the commissions and make sure you're actually saving up. Make sure you're doing, investing that money. You're saving, don't just save to save, save to invest. Mm-hmm. Like I'll just give you an example. If you make an extra $5,000, put it in crypto, put it in some Forex, put it in some stock. Try to take that 5,000 to 10,000 that you're already getting the cash flow. A lot of people they are like, oh, I don't like my job. I'm just going to quit. All right, what are you going to do next month when you don't have a paycheck? How are you going to eat, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. I say stick to that job as long as you can and save up to a point where you have a side hustle, start that side hustle, and then eventually get that side hustle up to par with that main hustle, go a little bit longer so you can have two streams of income and then drop this one when this mm-hmm. one surpasses the first one, right. okay? So work as much as you can, create something that's adjacent Something similar. I'll give you an example. You work in healthcare. Start selling medical supplies. Obviously, you need licenses and stuff like that. Whatever. Figure that out. Um, or you can sell EMR software. Or you can, you know, if you work in real estate, build a real estate software. Do coaching in real estate. You know, build a wholesale business. You're doing wholesaling. Each deal is twelve to fifteen to twenty thousand dollars. Do four or five deals. Every deal you get, say five thousand of that instead of blowing it all. You know, mm-hmm. and create a system where you can actually one day quit your main job. So if you have a corporate job, not a bad thing. Just you know, utilize it properly, manage your time. You, you, you're working nine to five, nine to six. I was in healthcare. So there was no nine to five. It was like seven to seven, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't have like that full 24 hour schedule. But when you get to that point where you're like, I want to quit, keep going, save up, invest that money, multiply that money, create something, you know, create a second source of income. You can do digital marketing, learn a second skill, Facebook ads, graphic design, yeah, you know, drop shipping, e-commerce, whatever the case may be, create a second income and then let that first uh, second income pass up the first income, then quit. Don't just quit right off the bat. Um, if you're not utilizing your time properly, get home from six o'clock, go to the gym, seven, eight o'clock, whatever. You should be building your business from eight to one, reading, learning, watching YouTube videos, doing whatever you can. Like the whole point is you want to quit your corporate job, but most people that are stuck in, in that rut and they want to quit Thursday, Friday, Saturday, what are they doing? They're partying, mm-hmm. spending all the money they've made 
not investing that money, not investing into themselves, not investing into courses, not buying books. They're just drinking, going out, partying, not really, you know, not even traveling. Traveling gives you a bigger perspective. You know, for, for, well, if you're trying to, you know, leave your corporate job, do that. That's what I did straight up. What I did was every month I went on a trip in a different city. Mm-hmm. So I, I try to balance it out. Yeah, I wasn't able to, you know, do too much outside my corporate job. But I, I was learning. I was reading. I was building a side hustle. And I was traveling. Mm-hmm. That opened my perspective. Yeah. So, Bottom line is, well, that's the thing too, is you tell somebody that very small percentage of people will actually will actually want to, you know, implement it. Right. So you can tell somebody, look, you know, you work at your corporate job from this time to this time, build your business from, you know, eight to one. Most people will be like, dude, that's fucking crazy. The thing is, is you got to make sacrifices if you want to have long-term comfort. Right. And, and the, the next thing is everything is temporary. Right. So you, yeah, you might be doing that working from, you know, 6am to 1am, but that's going to be temporary. Right. Cause like you said, you're going to build that up. You're going to build it up and then you're going to drop this thing. And then you can fully focus on this. So all of those sacrifices that you made for six months, a year, two years, whatever it was, is really starting to pay off. And now you're starting to get paid more for what you're like, damn. You like, love to do. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. That's the thing, right? People are like, oh, it's not my passion. Great. But you, your passion doesn't always pay. You might not, you know, you might want to do mm-hmm. juggling. Juggling is your passion. No. It's not going to pay you. So you got to find that balance. There's actually a chart. I don't know if you've seen, I'm sure you've seen it on these uh, entrepreneurship pages and stuff. It's called the Japanese Ikigai. Have you seen that? No. So it's, a Venn, it's four Venn diagrams. One, mm-hmm. two, three, four. And the way it works is like your passion, your profession, your calling, and um, the world needs it, your um, vocation. So the world needs it. You're good at it. You get paid for it and mm-hmm. you love to do it. Yeah. That's like that perfect blend of all of it. Yep. Yeah. Right. So look at that chart. When you get a, when you get a chance, I'll, I'll text it to you. Ikigai, I-K-I-G-A-I. So look at that. And that's what I had a long time. I was looking to find that. So I found it like, and I don't want to get stuck in one thing. You know, people are like, Oh, I like doing one. No, I don't like doing one thing. I want to do, I want to do business, fashion, music, like not make music, but be involved in music, you know, throw concerts or whatever. Mm-hmm. I want to do, you know, luxury cars. I want to do freaking software. I want to do, you know, invest in stocks and crypto. So I want to do mm-hmm. it all. But I got to systemize each one. Now that I got my, you know, branding agency to almost, we're almost at six figures a month. So now I can focus on a second stream of income where I'm, you know, using that leveraging credit, leveraging my social media, leveraging internet Mm -hmm. um, to get to that second phase, then automate that process. So that's why we're building the course. The course is going to be a stream of income, but we're also creating a community of all these people that have automated their businesses. So now I'm be like, Hey, I got a credit guy. I got an Amazon guy. I got a real estate guy. I got a, you know, whatever I need. I have a network. I have a community. Same yep. thing with people that read the book. I get messages every day. Hey, I love X, Y, Z. Here's my favorite chapter. Here's a highlight. You know, this changed my life, whatever. And I'm like, look, that's not from me. Obviously, it's in my words, but I learned this from three different books. So I yep. highly recommend if you like this chapter, go read these three books. Because mm-hmm. that's where it was based off of. Hmm. All the information is passed down from, you know, ages ago, all the way back to who, who even knows one, like Aristotle, right? It's... Yep. it's Ancient times, man. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like it's it's new shit, right? It's everybody's saying the same shit, just in a different way. And it's just whoever you resonate with, go figure that out. It has to click, right? A lot of people get all this information, but none of it's clicked. So you gotta you gotta kind of formulate like an mm-hmm. epiphany. You pull from this, you pull from this, you pull from this, boom, form your own thought. But then the biggest thing is like all these 
it's not rocket science, man. All the habits of the most successful people, what they do in their free time, how they're spending their time. Like you gave, uh, gave an excellent example. Or you're like, I don't like reading, but I've made myself read because that's what I got to do. Simple as that. Oh, you don't like going to the gym? You got to do it. Health is wealth. You don't like, um, you know, not eating. You, you like eating fast food? You got to cut it, you know? That's mm-hmm. what I've been doing. So last like three months, I've really gone in on health. So right. Like, prep, doing all this stuff. So that's just one piece of the puzzle. And that's why I love entrepreneurship, you know, uh, so because you're not only looking to be a good you, you're trying to be the best, you know, athlete. You're trying to be the best learner, best son, best brother, best businessman. Be well-rounded. That's why I want to surround myself with those on the same frequency. That's why I wrote the book, Create Your Frequency. And you got a high energy ballers. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I want to be surrounded by people that are, you know, vibrating at a higher frequency, whether mentally, physically, mm-hmm. spiritually. I'm like, how does this guy never get upset no matter what happens? I want to be like that. Let me, let me learn right. what he does. Mm-hmm. How does this guy make 10 million a month? He's not the brightest light bulb in the bunch. He just, he's really good at something. Mm-hmm. Okay. How, how do I, you know, how do I be a good communicator to my family, to my significant other? What does this guy do? How does he react? Emotional intelligence, all this stuff. So I want to pick and choose from all these, the best of the best and formulate Ali's version of that. And you're going to formulate Eric's version of that. That's right. Well said, bro. Going off. I love it. Well, dude, Ali, I really appreciate you, you stopping by and spending some time here. Um, I think people got a lot of value out of it. Go ahead and follow Ali at Create Your Frequency. Is that right? Create Your Frequency official. Uh, we got principles.creative. Um, actually, if you go to my link, all my stuff is there. The Yacht Business, the book, Amazon link, all that's there on the Instagram bio. LinkedIn, Facebook, we're on it all. So just connect with us. And uh, hey, thanks for having me, Eric. Uh, where is this going to be posted? Can you send me the raw so I can make some edits? And I'll, I'll send you some too. We'll make some uh, value-based videos and I'll shoot it back to you. Of course, brother. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be posted on... Uh... Apple Podcast, Spotify, the whole nine, but obviously we got this the video version, and we'll we'll uh, chop some some clips up and you know add some value to the people. Perfect, man. Thank you so much. Uh, awesome job of what you're doing. Keep it up. If you need anything, bro, now that we're connected, let me know. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk to you this afterwards. We'll, we'll we'll touch base. Okay. Likewise, brother. Thanks for right, watching another Friday. episode of High Average Ballers. We will check you guys later. Peace. This is the High Energy Ballers Podcast with Eric DeJohn. Subscribe on your favorite platform and as always, bring the energy.